Hey, you're listening to Worst Day Ever, the podcast dedicated to the horror stories, the shit shows, the worst days on set, told firsthand from the filmmakers who survived them. I'm your host, Tom Taher. Today on the podcast, we have Zach Colston. Zach is an actor living and working in Los Angeles, and his story pretty much sums up the artist's dream. Depending on where you've come from, if you've lived in a small suburb or out of state, chances are if you're pursuing the arts to become an actor, a director, or a filmmaker in any capacity, you know, you're moving to Los Angeles or you're moving to New York, you're moving to like these film capitals, right? To chase your dreams and kind of make that, you know, passion of yours a career. And inherently those first few sets you end up on, you just assume that that's how the industry works. And what sucks is those first few jobs are usually just catastrophic disasters. And in Zach's instance, this was his experience. You know, this was one of his first sets. It was a commercial just where everything went wrong. And, you know, without giving too much away, uh, I'm gonna let Zach take it from here. Hey, my name is Zach, and this is my worst day ever. All right, so I'll just preface this with, um, the fact that uh, I'm an actor, and um, I know every actor will somehow find a way to work that into a conversation, but that's necessary for this story. There's a lot of uh, actors that get taken advantage of when they're first starting out. Um, I've been in LA for four, almost five years, and this story was from my very first year in LA. Uh, it was a job that was uh, given to me by an agent that was basically, she was just working a racket. This lady had set it up so that you would apply to her agency and she would just accept pretty much everyone and then would submit them using the software that actors could already use to submit themselves. And then she would just take 15% if you got a job. She was really good at it too. She would make you feel like you were a star. So I had her as my agent and she sent me up on this audition for a computer company that goes by redacted. I went out on this audition. It was super easy. Look at the computer. Look up at the guy across from you. Make a smirky face. Be like, this is my computer. And then go back to your work. Super simple. Did that. Did the callback. And then didn't hear anything for like a week. And then one night at like 8 p.m., I'm playing video games, and I get a call on my personal cell phone. And it's the director from this commercial. He's like... Can't wait to see you. We shoot tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Can't wait to see you. Text me the address, hangs up. I had never really booked a professional job before. I had done student films. I had done like films in Tucson where I grew up. So I was super pumped and I just thought, oh, I guess this is how it works. They just book you the night before and then they call you personally and you find out. So I drove to the set the next day. It's in, the, it's in Tahunga, which is like past Simi Valley, past the valley. You know, not even L.A., barely California anymore. And I'm driving out there, and it's this huge office building in the middle of a desert. And the guy told me to bring a couple options for costumes because I was going to be using my own clothes. This is a non-union gig. And so I, you know, get out of my PT Cruiser and, like, take an armful of my clothes at this office building. It's completely desolate. And then the director meets me out there. He's like, oh, so happy to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I'm redacted, and this is the client who, you know, was in charge of the redacted company. He shakes my hand. 
I'm so stoked to be there. I got stars in my eyes. I can't wait to make this $249. And I, I sit down, they're like, makeup's gonna get you ready. Go ahead and head up in the makeup chair. Let's go around, one of the little office rooms have been made into kind of a makeshift makeup room. Meet the girl, she's so nice, shake her hand, sit down. She does my makeup and immediately something's off. I'm like, all right, my face is like four shades darker than my neck. My face looked like, like Ariana Grande now and my neck looked like Ariana Grande like 10 years ago. Uh, I didn't want to hurt her feelings. So I was like, hey, do you have some makeup wipes that I could use, you know, after the shoot or whatever? I just like to keep them on me. She's like, oh no, sorry, we don't have any makeup wipes. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So my decision already is like, you walk onto the set, you know, looking like Sammy Sosa, or, uh, you know, you could like wash your face in the sink and just be dripping water everywhere. So I just like bite the bullet. I'm like, whatever, I guess I'm just gonna look a little weird. An hour goes by and two hours go by two and a half, three hours go by. Still, we haven't shot anything. I haven't met the other actor. And I'm just like, is this how professional film sets work? Then I see one of the Teamsters, one of the dudes that like drove all the equipment up there. He's like taking his mic off. He's like coming out, taking off his shirt and they're like putting stuff on him. And then he sits in the makeup chair and like starts doing his makeup. I'm like, oh, that's a little weird. I go to the director. I'm like, hey, so what's going on? When are we going to shoot or whatever? He's like, so the other actor dropped. Uh, so we're going to have this dude. Uh, he's going to be the actor in the scene with you. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, I already know this is gonna be bad. He's like, okay, but we can look at, take a look at your outfits. So I bring all my clothes to him and the client of the company and um, they take a look at them and they're like, oh, one dude really liked one and the other dude really liked another. And so they're like, okay, so we're just gonna shoot you in both. We'll do some takes in this one and some takes in that one. And I laughed, I'm like, oh great, yeah. Oh, that'd be so funny, could you imagine? And they're like, no, for real, like we're gonna, We'll do half the takes in that costume and half the takes in that costume. I'm um, like, oh, okay, yeah, what else could, uh, sure, why, why the fuck not? Finally get around to shooting a scene. No offense to like the teamster or whatever, but you know, he's just like, does not know what's really going on. This dude's never acted before. And I'm probably doing terrible work too, cause I'm just like bugging out. I don't know what's going on. We shoot the scene, we do the little, oh, you look to the guy, you know, oh, I'm so happy to have this computer. We do like two setups maybe? Like, did like a two shot and then coverage? And every, after every take, the director would come up to me and like whisper in my ear, you know, like, hey, next time, why don't you do it like it's a secret, a fun little secret. And then he'd jog away and then the client would come up like in my other ear and be like, you gotta be loud this time. Let them know it's our computer. And then jog away. And then I'm stuck there with two completely different notes with just like a face full of makeup that's like running down my neck and with my own costume at my feet, ready to switch in between every take. And I've just gotten two different notes and I'm like, I, I, I don't know which one to take. So, you know, I do it kind of middle. And then they both kind of yell at me and be like, yo, why don't you take my note? The other guy would come up, why don't you take my note? And this went on for like two hours. Finally, we finished the scene. I'm like, great, this is over. I can go home. And they're like, no, okay, so now we're gonna go outside for the stunt portion. I was like, stunt portion? What, what, what possible stunt could we have? They're like, oh yeah, so you know, in this guy's mind in the commercial, he's going to be fighting over the laptop. So you and this guy are going to like fight outside in the desert. I was like, yo, I did not sign up for that. I can't fight this dude. But then it occurs to me, you have an agent, you know, this is their job. This is what you pay him for. Call my agent. I'm like, hey, you know, um, I got this job I'm on. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. They want me to fight. Uh, I'm not a stunt guy. I don't really feel comfortable fighting. I could get hurt. And this lady like takes a long pause and she just quietly is like, if you don't 
fucking fight on that set. I am dropping you from my roster. Get it fucking done. Click. So I'm just like shit in my pants. I'm like, oh man. I like look over. The teamsters like shadow boxing in the corner. Like just trying to like none of us know what's going on. I'm like, man, I gotta fight this guy. We lug all of our equipment. We like walk out. It's like a death march out into the desert. Finally get there. We like set up. It's so clear they don't know what they want. They're like, why don't you guys just kind of like wrestle around a little bit so we can figure it out. I'm like in my own clothes, like they're getting torn up on the dirt. I'm like hitting my knees and shit. I'm like, what What am I doing? What have I done in my life that's got me to this point? I'm questioning everything I've ever done. I'm like, I should just learn carpentry and start all over. I deserve this as an actor for choosing this. We just kind of like, we ended up just kind of like mime hitting each other in the stomach. It looked in, like a WWE fight. Not even as good, like a WWE video game. And we get through it, and it's such a long day, and I'm like so bummed. And then they're like, uh, all right, Crafty's here. And in my mind, I'm like, oh man, this, like, this is gonna be so bad. It's gonna be like a hidden, you know, like a hidden valley, like granola bar and a water bottle. We walk back down to base camp, which is where that office building is in the middle of nowhere. And like right in front of me, it pulls up, is like, to this day, the nicest crafty truck I have ever seen in my life. Crafty must have been the only above the line position on this whole fucking set. They, I, they had like herb crusted salmon and couscous. I ate like the straight up best meal of my fucking life out of this shoot. And I was just the whole time like, how is this the thing that they balled out on? Like they didn't get costumes. I got makeup running down my thing. They got no, they didn't even have another actor. I'm all happy, shaking everybody's hand. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad to be going home. Um, and then I, I walk out to my car that was like parked on the curb outside. $60 parking ticket in the middle of Tahunga. I don't know how they found me. I don't know how this parking dude got all the way out there, but that's where they told me to park. And it was like a $60 ticket. So my agent got, you know, 15, 10% or whatever of that 250. Taxes took some, and I got a ticket. I barely broke even at the end of that day. And to top it all off, that redacted spot never ran. I never saw it. So whenever I start complaining about SAG or like the Actors Union, or I think I have it so tough, I think back to those like beginning days when I was doing non-union like grunt set work, and I'm so thankful for the Actors Union and having competent agents and people around me because that was a rough experience. And yeah, that was my worst day ever. And best crafty. <laughs> and that pretty much wraps up this episode. Thank you, Zach, for coming on and sharing your story. I think everybody working in the film industry can relate to this story in some capacity. I know for a fact, when I moved down to LA, I got conned so many times by producers saying, hey, we can't pay you, but we can give you an IMDb credit, or hey, this is gonna be a great experience or a great thing for your reel. And somehow you get talked into these scenarios where you just get taken advantage of. And yeah, I mean, Zach's story pretty much embodies that, an agent that took advantage of him, a film crew that took advantage of him. And you're just left feeling so like creatively and mentally just exhausted and kind of robbed. And you know, that's what's really tricky. 
everyone has these ideas of coming to LA or you know New York to chase their dreams and it can be really rough I mean I think for me personally it took me like two or three years to like really actually get my feet on the ground and like have a good core group of people I like to work with but for those first few years I definitely found myself in similar situations to Zach's story you know being on set definitely getting taken advantage of in some capacity so I appreciate you coming on, Zach. I think a lot of people can relate to the story if you're new to the industry. So thank you for coming on and sharing your worst day ever. And if you've been enjoying the podcast so far, I have one small favor to ask. Depending on where you're listening to this, if you scroll down, you'll have the option to write a review and leave a star rating. If you could take a quick moment and fill that out, it really does help. This being a fairly new podcast, the higher ratings allow this to be discovered and listened to by more filmmakers. In turn, leading to more worst day ever stories. Anyways, that wraps it up for this episode. Tune in next week for another worst day ever.